Uh, we told you it was going to be that kind of year. Oh, yes. Get you some rowdiness in the beginning of the year. Get you oh. hyped up and amped up to do everything the Lord has called you to do and oh. break those cycles. That's right. Get the, Break the cycle. Break it. Mm, oh, man. yeah. <laughs> Welcome breaking, back, everybody. Breaking cycles, bro. That is... Isn't that what New Year's resolutions are? Well, you know what? Now that you put it in that perspective, yeah. I think... You know, thinking about what kind of like what we talked about last week on, you know, God's plans and setting goals and all those things. Mm-hmm. Part of and some that's not something that we mentioned, but part of uh, resolution resolutions and and goals for the new year must involve breaking some bad habits. Mm-hmm. Because that's honestly that's what we get into. We get into like this uh, rhythm throughout the year mm-hmm. where. It just builds bad habits within us. So lack of, you know. Lack of discipline in certain yeah, areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not going to the gym, not reading as, as, as often, not praying. Like just being so lax on those little things that make a big difference in mm-hmm. the long run. That's uh, And you really got to break those things up. You really got to break those cycles. You really do. And I think one of the best ways to uh, really discipline yourself in that is picking books of scripture especially if like you're trying to break like that like like mm-hmm. specifically if you're if you're talking about like breaking cycles of uh you know daily reading and daily study and all that stuff uh best way to do that don't decide that you're gonna sit down and read through the first five books of the bible in a month oh no way you are going to hate yourself uh, yeah if you even understand them if you even understand them sure. shout out to uh Doctor, yeah, we can call him Doctor now. Doctor Danny Slavich, uh, yeah, Old Hold Testament on. survey. He, hey, he gets the clapper. Yes, he does. He gets the clap. Uh, <laughs> Not the clapper. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. The applause. The applause. There the applause go. for Doctor Danny Slavich. Uh, man, but my one of my first semesters of seminary, he made us go through. Well, it was it was an Old Testament survey class. Mm-hmm. And he, the first day of class, he said, my professors made me do it. I'm going to make you do it. I remember that. You have to read through the yeah. entire Old Testament in a semester. And we all looked at him mm-hmm. like, how do we do that? Yeah. And he says, nine chapters a day in one psalm and you'll finish. Yep. Yeah, he did that with us as well. And, and it worked. Um, but you know what? You know what I loved was that towards the end of that class, uh, he split us all up into groups of like three or four. Okay. And we went through the minor prophets. Oh, nice. And um, I think I had Nahum. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like, that was like my first time that I was like, I've. What's a Nahum? What's a Nahum? <laughs> Nahum? 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 What? How? What? Nahum? And uh, man, I just, I just remember like, this is going to be horrible. Uh the guy that I got teamed up with, his name was Scott. You remember Scott? Yeah, of course. Big, tall, white yeah, dude, big, red beard. Big guy. Yeah, yeah, big and guy. So he, was, he was going through like some some medical stuff, and he was like, look, man, I got to go see a specialist out in Texas sure. uh, in two weeks when we have to present this, so here's all the background information, and I'm oh, leaving snap. the presentation to you. And I was like, oh, snap. Awesome. Thanks, bro. <laughs> uh, but one of the minor prophets that stuck out to me 
which is something that we will be going through here today. Oh, yeah. And the next few weeks was Habakkuk. Oh, yeah. Oof. Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Um, I heard a pastor say once that people in Brazil pronounce it Habakkuk. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was laughing the entire message. Oh my god! I don't even know if that's true or not. I'm gonna ask it on my Brazilian buddies. For let's let's uh, hit up uh, Marcelo. Marcelo. Yeah, we'll ask Marcelo. We'll ask Marcelo. <laughs> Marcelo, if you're listening, hit us up. Let, let us, us know. know. <laughs> let us know. Is it true that they that that your people pronounce it Habakuki? Habakuki. You know, it's funny if you say that like with a grunt old like Habakuki. Uh, it kind of sounds like the cookie monster. I have a cookie. <laughs> like, oh my cookie. Gosh. Like, <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious. Lord, please don't smite me down for <laughs> insulting one of your prophets. Um, but, oh, man. man, Mag, tell us. What is... So, okay. Well, first of all, let me finish the train of thought that I was saying yeah, on yeah. that. Finish up. Uh, so, Habakkuk is only three chapters long. Yeah. So, if you have a resolution... The, a cycle that you're trying to break of man i really can't finish a freaking book in the bible <laughs> uh man one of the best things to do start with small books yep start with small books start with habakkuk, tiny ones. habakkuk is three chapters long yep and it will take you no more than 15 minutes to read mm-hmm. that whole thing oh. but you can literally sit in habakkuk for a month picking that thing apart and learning theology learning history and just really really digging into scripture and really disciplining yourself on how to study every day yeah so with that said mag tell us give us a little bit of background about who habakkuk was and what's going on sure you know habakkuk this is a very interesting book because well first of all it was written between 640 and 615 BC. Mm-hmm. So about 600 years before Christ arrives mm-hmm. on the scene. And there's a lot there's a lot that's happened prior to Habakkuk writing. So this was just before the fall of Assyria and the rise of Babylon, which mm-hmm. in in this book they're known as the Chaldeans. Right. So God used Assyria to to punish Israel in 722. Um, but uh now he would use Babylon to punish Assyria and Judah. Mm. So the southern kingdom. Right. So Israel was, this was after the break off of, the, of Israel. So they're no longer just Israel. Now it was the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. Right. So that's what, that's what Judah really is, the southern kingdom. And then. Um, Which one this, was the better kingdom? Oh, well, you know. <laughs> The lion. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I, you know what? I've, I've visited Mm -hmm. and I, I, not for nothing, bro, but I, I just love Jerusalem, dude. It's very beautiful. But the north is, bro, Galilee is incredibly beautiful. So I like them both, to be honest with you. But in this case, I like Judah. (laughs) I like the Southern Kingdom a lot. Yeah. Um, So, uh, the theme, the, the, the theme question, or actually, better said, this, this prophecy would be fulfilled uh, several decades after, after Habakkuk wrote. So in, uh, in about 586, that's when this prophecy is fulfilled right. of this coming judgment. So he gives this prophecy in 
He's not even going to be around to see it happen. Pro- perhaps not. Yeah, probably not. So, I mean, there could be because from six between 640 and 615, there's not that much time between 586. Right. So maybe he's alive, but definitely the next generation was certainly most likely alive. Right. So they knew what was coming. And the, the theme question of Habakkuk is, how can God use a wicked nation such as Babylon for this divine for his divine purpose? Uh. That's a big question. So God judges all nations, said Habakkuk, and even even Babylon would eventually be judged. Uh, Babylon uh, fell to Persia in 539. Right. And then um, though God uh, though, though God's ways are sometimes mysterious, the righteous shall live by faith. Mm. And that's the key. That's the critical verse here in Habakkuk is the righteous shall live by faith. And all of, I mean, most of us have heard that verse spoken, said, we've encouraged each other with it right. at some point or another. So, and we uh, see it in the New Testament as well. Yeah. So this is something that we cling to while we're awaiting salvation. Hmm. So that's what the people of, of Israel at this time, that's what Habakkuk was really uh, wanting to pass down to them, is that, man, you guys need to be living by faith uh, in a wait as you await your, your salvation. Hmm from this coming judgment that is upon you and then these words are are quoted three times in the new testament in first in uh, excuse me in revelation 117 galatians 311 and then hebrews 1038 hmm. so those are the three places where um where the righteous shall live by faith was quoted by by new testament writers right so, so yeah i mean that was that's that's, a- that's as quick as a synopsis as i can give <laughs> for this book so let's, so let's read a little bit of this uh, yeah. so Habakkuk chapter 1 beautiful uh, verse 1 uh, it starts out with Habakkuk seeing a vision and complaining to God yeah the first complaint the first com- Habakkuk his first complaint. grievance his first grievance <laughs> let me write a letter to HR uh- <laughs> thanks Karen <laughs> I think I think Habakkuk translates to Karen Oh, God. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I think it's like a fruit or something. Uh, so it's it's the oracle that Habakkuk the prophet saw. Uh, oh, Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear? Or cry to you violence and you will not save? Why do you make me see iniquity and why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. So the law is paralyzed and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous. So justice goes forth perverted. Mm. Dang. Those are the first four verses. That's the first four verses of this book. That's hard. It's tough to read, bro. Because think about this. How many people can't relate with that kind of situation? Oh, man. I feel... I feel like almost everyone can relate to that situation. Mm-hmm. Like it's it it, it kind of carries that embodiment of like, why do bad things happen to good people? Absolutely. And it's, I mean, we were talking about this earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, you made a very good point in the posture that Habakkuk is coming yeah. at this with. You want to share that with us? Uh, sure. I mean. From the sound of how he's writing mm-hmm. and from some of the things that he's saying, there he is addressing, he's coming to the Lord in prayer 
he isn't necessarily he isn't just crying out to god for help he says how long shall i cry out for help but Mm -hmm. he's not saying lord i'm coming to you for help for help Mm -hmm. he's 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 basically he's complaining He's right. here sharing his grievance. He's here sharing what he's feeling emotionally, mentally, uh, even physically, maybe. Right. And it oh, well, gives, yeah, even and it, physically and, yeah, later and kinda, verses. And it kind of gives like the connotation of like, you know, we've been we've 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 been crying out to you for help for God know for for how long now? So and only you, you know how and, long, and you still haven't done anything exactly. about this. So he's coming in this with this posture of, of, oh man, I I, I forgot the word now. Arrogance. Yeah, I want to say arrogance. <laughs> I think that's probably the best word to mm-hmm. to use for how he's coming to the Lord and just saying, we're righteous people. We're good people. We're your people. We're your people. And he even says it. We're um, for the in verse four, verse four B for the wicked surround the righteous. So justice goes forth perverted. So he's, he's literally calling them. So he's calling he's, the nation of Judah. Yeah, the righteous. Yeah, and we constantly have wicked people surrounding it, and it's cool because, like, if you not cool, but it's interesting because if you look at the history of what's going on at this point, like, um, Egypt came through to help out Assyria. Yeah, to start go to start to go battle Babylon because Babylon was already starting to encroach on territory. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have people from you have the enemies of of the West coming through. And they can they completely abolish your king. Yeah, they killed they killed Josiah, and then Josiah's son takes over. But then Josiah's other son was like, "No, nah, I don't like you, bro." <laughs> and he yep. took his own brother out. So then it's like, you look at Habakkuk, and it's like, "Hold on, Lord, there's there's way too much wickedness going on, and we're your people. We're supposed to be righteous. Like we follow your law, we follow everything. Like why are you letting this happen? Absolutely. Why why are you letting this happen?" And I think that's well. I mean, there. What what he's saying here isn't even the prophecy yet. Mm-hmm. This is just based on the on the on the on the context that we just talked about with with Assyria in seven twenty two, um, and, and all of those things that happened to Israel right. before Habakkuk got his his oracle or his vision. This is just Habakkuk writing to the Lord and crying out to Him. Lord, how long are we going to go through this, bro? Hmm. Like, when are you going to actually do what you said that you were going to do? When are you going to exact justice on our behalf? Absolutely. We have been massacred. We've been desecrated. Our land has been taken. The north is is just going haywire. Mm-hmm. And us down here, bro, look around. Y- your people are walking away left and right. Yep. Like, but there's some who are still righteous and we're your people. Well, do something, bro. That's oh. basically what what's going on here. That's what he's that's what he's crying out, mm. and it's so interesting to think about because, bro, we feel like that. Yep. The majority gonna, of the time. I was going to say the same thing. We feel like that, especially now, like in like the society that we're living in and everything yeah. that's going on. It's like you can't open up the news without looking at like, man, Russia and China are like starting to like buddy up. Yep. And like combined forces, you have North Korea constantly like. Oh yeah. We, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our missiles are our missile programs going very, very well. Like you have, and we other have them countries. aimed at you. <laughs> yeah, we have them aimed at you too. Uh, you you have like other countries within Africa that are like constantly like fighting each other and warring over each other for food and water and like 
you, you have a borderline civil war happening Absolutely. here in the U.S. between Republicans and Democrats. And it's Absolutely. like, you just kind of look at everything and it's like, this is just wickedness. And then the, the well, well, I'll save that for later, but go, <laughs> let's, let's keep going into, into uh, the Lord's answer oh, for Habakkuk. Okay. So this is, this is the hard pill. Yeah. This is the hard pill to swallow. This is the good part. All right, so Listen it's uh, verse 5, Habakkuk 1, verse 5. Look among, so this is the Lord answering Habakkuk yep. after he just quickly was like, how long? Uh, the Lord answers, look among the nations and see, wonder, and be astounded. For I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if told. <laughs> You're not even going to believe this. Oh, man. <laughs> Here this we is go. Good. This is going to be good. For behold, I am raising up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation who march through the breadth of the earth to seize dwellings not their own. They are dreaded and fearsome. Their justice and dignity go forth from themselves. Their horses are swifter than leopards, more fierce than the evening wolves. Their horsemen press proudly on. Their horsemen come from afar. They fly like an eagle swift to devour. They all come for violence, all their faces forward. They gather captives like sand. At, the, at kings they scoff, and at rulers they laugh. They laugh at every fortress, for they pile up earth and take it. Then they sweep by like the wind and go on. Guilty men whose own might is their God. Mm. Bro. Wow. The Lord is raising up men who worship only themselves a bitter and hasty nation bro just everything that he describes them as check this out and i love this like i love this last illustration guilty men whose own might is their god whoa i mean what better way to illustrate and describe a bitter and hasty nation than by saying that they are guilty people. Yep. They are ruthless. Yep. And all and everything that they account as success is how mighty they are within themselves. Mm -hmm. And just straight disrespectful. They're, they're coming for you. Get ready. <sighs> Brace yourself. And they're just they're just disrespectful people. Yeah. Like they scoff and laugh at oh. kings and rulers. Oh, absolutely. Like, could you imagine someone walking into like the president's office looking and like, <laughs> they you suck. Yeah. <laughs> they laugh at, at every fortress. There's nothing to contain them. Hmm. There's nothing to hold them back. That's just mayhem. Oh, absolutely. This is, this is wild. That's all this is. Like, that's the only word that comes to my mind is like, this is, this is the plot for such a good movie. It is. Well, I mean, kind of. Yeah. Because remember the Chaldeans were Babylon. Yeah. 300. This is Sparta. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I saw it. I just don't oh, remember man. the details of it. Yeah. 300. They were battling Babylon. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Oh. And that's where the dude comes in, like in the elephant and all that yes. stuff. Yes. And they're, right. they're, they're, they're. Their horsemen are from afar because it, remember, the Babylonian Empire was huge. It spanned from Europe to Africa, right, right, and throughout the Middle East. Like you have this gigantic nation that has millions upon millions of men and warriors that the Lord has just like. Could you imagine like praying to God like, 
hey, I need your help. And I've been praying for a long time and you still haven't answered. And he just responds to you when he's like, yeah. Check, check this out. <laughs> check this out. They all come for violence. Verse 9. They all come for violence. All their faces forward. They gather captives like sand. Bro. Bro, think about being at the beach and just scooping up a bunch of sand in your hand. And that's what going to battle against the Chaldeans is like. They're going to scoop you up like sand and toss you to and fro, bro. That's going to be incredible. That must have been incredible to watch. And just and just think about this for a second. The Lord just answered Habakkuk. How long? This is this is the answer. How long? And this is the answer that he gives him. And then on top of that, the Lord tells him, "I'm going to tell you, but you're still not going to believe me." Oh yeah. Oh, you wouldn't you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. If I told you. You're not going to believe it. And it's it is and like if you think about it, it's like he's telling him this, and it's. Of course, why would I believe this? It's you're it almost feels like you're like you're doing this on purpose. Right, right. It well, almost feels like you're doing it on purpose. Well think about this. Habakkuk just said, Oh Lord, how long are you gonna do this for? How long are you gonna surround wicked people against your righteous people? We're good people. Oh, you think you're good? Okay, hold on, hold on. I have something for you. You're not gonna believe this, but I'm sending you the Chaldeans. Oh snap! But you know what's even funnier? It, okay, so this is this is this is something that I love about the Old Testament. Um, the Old Testament shows us that God is a God of detail, right? It shows us that God is someone who is meticulous in His planning. Mm-hmm. He is meticulous in His executions. He is meticulous in everything that He does because everything is perfectly planned out. Absolutely, down to how he wants us to pray sometimes. Yep. And I've always been a big believer in, in praying in the specifics. Mm-hmm. And specifically here, Habakkuk didn't necessarily ask him help. He asked him, how long will we be like this? Yeah. And the Lord That's is like, good. just wait. <laughs> just keep waiting. Watch. It's going to be longer. It's going to be a while. Yeah. Before. It was like another like 40 years or so. Before that even happened. Yeah. Before this came to pass. Before this even happened. It was still like another 40 years. Yeah. Assuming that this was written in 615. Right. Because if it was written in 640, that's what? Another. 60, 70 years. Yeah. That's another 60 years or so. Bro. So imagine Habakkuk is like, how long do we have to suffer this? Mm -hmm. And he's telling them, you're going to suffer longer. Well, consider the interim as well, like in that waiting. In, in that, that waiting, cl- they're still they're still suffering wickedness of st- other of, of of Egypt and Assyria right. still breathing down their necks. Because that's what they that's what he was originally crying out for. And then he's telling them, "There's more." Yeah, and but it's wait, coming. Keep but going. wait, there's more. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Well, think about it like this, and and if you're listening, consider, you know, it, it's kind of hard to put yourself in the situation of, of Israel. Mm-hmm. But think about it like this. What if you cry out to God and he all of a sudden tells you, yeah, Corona, Corona sucks. Oh. And this is horrible. Oh and you're going God. through a lot, of, uh, a lot of internal turmoil within your country. You have bipartisan divisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you wouldn't believe me if I told you that it's going to get worse. 
Oof. So how can we assume that things are just going to continue getting better and getting better and getting better and just hope and bank on things being honky-dory? We can't bank on that because the promises aren't that things are going to get better. The Mm -hmm. promises of Scripture are not that things are going to get better for Christians or for anyone, but that things might get worse for you. But what the Lord is asking for from his people is for them to be faithful. Mm. Continue to be faithful, even though things may get worse than what they are now. Mm. And what does that mean to be faithful? That's the big question to ask, because that's the key. That's the key uh, verse in this entire section, in, mm-hmm. in this entire book. It's, it's verse 2-4. Yep. The righteous shall live by faith. And what does it mean to have faith? Mm-hmm. It's to trust in the Lord. To trust in the Lord. And I love that you bring that up because it's like Habakkuk, Habakkuk writes down that answer, like the, just, like the righteous shall live by faith. If you truly claim yourself to be righteous, you will continue to have faith in me no matter what. Right. You will continue to have faith in me no matter the issues that are going around. Mm-hmm. You will continue to have faith in me no matter the consequences. You will continue to have faith no matter how many wicked people surround you. Why? Because your trust is in me and it's not in yourself. Amen. It's not in it's not in the Chal- like the Chaldeans who their own might is their God. Right. You're not trusting on yourself. You're trusting on me. I'm going to pull you through this no matter what. That's right. And what I love is like the Lord gives him that response of the righteous shall live by faith after Habakkuk's second complaint in chapter one. Mm-hmm. And I love Habakkuk's, no, go ahead. I love Habakkuk's second complaint because, it, so it says this, verse Keep 12. Going. Keep going. Chapter one, verse 12. Are you not, so so listen listen carefully to Habakkuk because at this point in time, Habakkuk is actually explaining, or not explaining, describing who God is. Mm-hmm. Are you not from everlasting? O Lord, my God, my holy one, we shall not die. O Lord, you have ordained them as a judgment, and you, O rock, have established them for reproof. You who are of purer eyes than to see evil and cannot look at wrong, why do you idly look at traitors and remain silent when the wicked swallows up the man more righteous than he? You make mankind like the fish of the sea, like crawling things that have no ruler. He brings all of them up with a hook. He drags them out with his net. He gathers them in the dragon, so he rejoices and is glad. Therefore, he sacrifices to his net and makes offerings to his dragnet, for by them he lives in luxury and his flood is rich. Is he then to keep on emptying his net and mercilessly mercilessly killing nations forever? I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaint. Amen. It's amazing because who he is attributing God to be mm-hmm. is like, Lord, I know that you're merciful. Lord, I know that you're in control of all these things. Lord, I know that you are my rock. I know that you are my salvation. I know that you are my Lord. I know that you are pure. I know that you are righteous. I know that you are all these things. I know that you gather men up, you release Amen. them, and you rejoice when you gather men towards yourself. Amen. So think of like I think about that when I'm looking at Habakkuk and his complaints and it's like dude you know exactly who the Lord is mm-hmm. why are you complaining I love that I love that you know exactly who God is to you why are you complaining about this check this out and I love how he begins this question his 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 second set of complaints I love how he begins it 
are you not from everlasting? Mm. O Lord, my God, my Holy One. Mm. He's, he's describing attributes of God. Everlasting. From the very beginning. The creator of heaven and earth. Mm. Sovereign. Lord, in control of everything. And holy. Mm. Without blemish, without stain. Perfect. Every decision that he makes is right. Mm. Consider that when we think that things are going to continue getting worse and when you're grumbling about your situation mm. when we can't see a brighter tomorrow Oof. and a more joyful next day when we're not living in this life and in, in in the the peak and the highs of success and joy but when you're in the valleys of despair consider that he is everlasting lord and holy mm. consider that but what I love about this is not only the fact that Habakkuk is, is, is crying out to the Lord, but what it means. Hmm. Because if you know that you've been under persecution for as many years as they have from 722. Right. So and even for, before that. So for more than 100 years. Absolutely. They've been under persecution. Their kingdom has been split in half. It's been divided completely. They've had king after king after king. Wicked judges, wicked rulers, wicked kings, all sorts of, of despair going on in this country. Hmm. Now, what a righteous man does is that he does not walk away from the Lord. Hmm. He cries out to God. And, what you know, I actually wrote this into my Bible in the very beginning. It's literally on the first page of my Bible, as soon as I open it. And it says that God will rather you wrestle with him than walk away from him. Oof. God will rather you wrestle with him than walk away from him. Come on, Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, he, come on, Israel. <laughs> bro, is that that's exactly what's going on here with Habakkuk. That's mm -hmm. what happened with Job. That's what happens with all of the prophets with all the minor prophets yep. with the disciples he's asking for us to be faithful and trust him yep no matter the no matter the consequences Regardless. no matter the circumstances he knows like like think about think about this in verse oh, i lost it uh verse 12b oh lord you have ordained them mm. you have established them like oh rock oh rock, rock have you have established oh lord you have ordained oh rock you have established yep like he's still attributing god as controller he's still attributing god as savior mm -hmm. but he's also recognizing the fact that the lord has allowed this to happen yep for 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 at least for Israel here for judgment and for reproof and for us we understand from James that consider it joy brothers and sisters that any trial you go through Absolutely. is going to be for the for the strengthening of your faith of many kinds of many kinds trials of many trials kinds. of many kinds of consider various, various it joy kinds. of various kinds consider it joy because it's going to strengthen your faith Absolutely because at the end of the day 
that's what it's all about. Amen. That's what this is about. That's what that's what the Lord says. Uh, you know, it will be it will be proof by fire. Yep. It will be proved by fire. Not, not I mean, we're not we're, you're not going to physically burn, but it's the same. It's the same thing as when you are when you have um when 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 you're trying to take the impurities out of gold. Sure. You have to put that thing in fire. Oh, absolutely. And it's gonna it's gonna molten down the gold. That yep. gold is gonna go from a solid to a liquid, mm-hmm. and all those impurities are gonna rise to the top, and you can scrape them off. Yep. And then you leave it in there a little longer, yep. and the more impurities start to come out, yep. and you scrape those off yep. until the gold is just as pure as you can get it. Absolutely. And that is what the Lord is trying to do in every single trial, in every single circumstance that we go through, and every single thing that He sends our way. You look at Job, and it's the same thing. Like with Job, dude. I was I was just looking at this the other day. I started reading a book. I started reading a my wife got me uh these sermons by Spurgeon. Nice. It was like the last fifty two sermons nice. that Spurgeon wrote before he died. And the very first one is talking about the same thing. It's talking about these trials that we go through mm-hmm. and how we automatically like to attribute them to the enemy. Right. We automatically like to attribute these things to the enemy and it's oh man, the enemy must be working hard against me today. And in reality what it is that it's not him. Yep. It what is if, it is the Lord. What if that's what the Lord established, mm-hmm. and that's what He ordained. Yep, that's what He wanted for you in order to build your faith. In order to build your faith, and that's the hard pill to swallow. And I think that's something. It's it's a concept that the Jews have, um, that both good and bad come from the Lord. Right. They both good and bad come from the hand of the Lord. Yeah. And it's something that I think as Christians, we sometimes forget. Oh, absolutely. Because it's, but, but, but I'm saved. I have Jesus in my life. He, he came and died and saved me from my sins. Why would, why would he want me to go through that? Well, if you go through the New Testament, he's also constantly trying to refine you. Sure. He's also constantly trying to li- get you to live a life of repentance. We're called to constantly portray who he is in our life and imitate him more and more and more and more. And if you look at it, whatever the master goes through, the student goes, the, the slave will go through the same thing. Well, like, Consider this. Consider this. If the Lord is trying to build your faith through suffering, which is what's going on here with um, with the people of God and with Habakkuk, right? How do we build our faith? By clinging to the promises of God, by mm. trusting in the Lord. Romans ten seventeen. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of Christ. Yep. That's how we build our faith. Yep. We build our faith not by willy-nilly just suffering and enduring through the pain and through the through the despair that we're going through at any specific of any spe- in any specific time. Right. But rather our faith is built when we're going through that pain and we trust in the Lord mm. and we have faith we have a continued faith in God actively pursuing him in obedience. Right. That's when our faith is starting to mm. to be built. That is when we are scraping off that dross from the gold, and that gold is being pr- refined in the most pure way. Mm. Is when we are trusting in the Lord and not taking shortcuts mm. into um, through our sanctification, mm. because that's what happens a lot. A lot of people like to take shortcuts through sanctification. Oof. Oof. And this is what I love. This is what I really love here. You ready? Verse 12. Oh. Verse 12b. We shall not die. Mm. We surely won't. We shall not die. Yep. We're going to go through some stuff. 
our faith is going to get stronger, but we shall not die. Amen. And it's if you, if you look at that as a Christian, maybe your mortal being dies, mm-hmm. but our spirit does not. Absolutely. We die here, and we are present with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Our spirit is present with the Lord, and we live everlasting with him. To live is Christ. To die is game. Yep. To die is far, far better. Oh, man. And I just love it because it's like, like just that one piece. We shall not die. It's like very interesting even, that that's where he puts it. I know. Right after he describes the attributes of God. Right? And it's just like, and he says, and it's, and it's amazing because it's almost like he's, he's recognizing and accepting this. Mm-hmm. Because it's, are you not from everlasting? Oh, Lord, my God, my holy one, we shall not die. And then immediately, oh, Lord, you have ordained them as a judgment, and you, O Rock, have established them for reproof. Amen. I understand what you're sending my way. I understand that you're sending it so that I can live by faith, so that I can trust on you and look at you for strength and stamina and wisdom and guidance. And I know that you are not going to let me die through this trial. I know that if I, so long as I continue to have faith in you, so long as I continue to trust in you, you're going to pull me through this. Amen. And no matter no matter what happens. And I think that kind of just pulls me back over to Job, where this dude lost his kids. Everything. He lost all of his resources, his home, his wife left him, his wife told him to denounce God. His friends were like, dude, you, what did you do to piss him off? And every single turn he's like, Would I mean I didn't do anything. This is just the Lord. <laughs> like, yeah. This is I This is just what I do. This is just what I do. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna forget him. I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna like denounce him just Absolutely. because I'm going through this. I'm gonna continue to have faith. Even though I have boils on my skin that I'm scraping off with a freaking pot. Yeah. Like Ouch. Like this man was scraping stuff off with the jagged edge of a clay pot. And even still That was wild. The Lord is good. Amen. Even still, the Lord is everlasting. Amen. Even still, God is still my Lord. Even still, God is still my rock. I have to trust him through this. So when we're going through it, when we're going through it, when we're going through through those valleys of despair, what do we do? Trust. We just continue to trust in the Lord and continue to to view and 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 just delight really yep. in his attributes mm-hmm. and the fact that he was here before us and he will be there long after us yep and we will surely not die mm-hmm. like these this world yeah it can break you down this world can can make you wish the can make you wish the worst of things yep it can, and you can also go through the worst of things oh definitely but when we trust in the lord we surely shall not die mm-hmm. that's a word uh, absolutely oh man absolutely uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed this first chapter of Habakkuk. Uh, man, we're gonna we're gonna keep going deeper into this. Mm-hmm. Get ready for chapter two next week because it just gets better and better and better. Absolutely. So we'll start, see y'all next week. Start breaking off. Start breaking off those uh, off those bad cycles. Ooh, break them. Jump just, into that's Habakkuk. That's the name of the song. That's the name of the song. Break break the cycle. Break the cycle. Yeah, that's the song from the intro. Hey. Grace and peace, y'all. Love you guys.